everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report. This is our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and we want to talk this week about a story uh, that ran in the San Francisco Chronicle about Governor Newsom's appointment of a politically connected doctor uh, who's the former head of the doctor's lobby, uh, to the board that's charged with overseeing patient safety and his use of his emergency powers uh, under the pandemic to delay scrutiny of that politically charged appointment. So with me to talk about it today is our president, Jamie Court. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Carmen. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Hanging in there. So um, in the days before uh, the inauguration, we have other stuff to talk about. Um, tell me tell me the lay of the land, Jamie, just kind of what came to light this week about the appointment and, and what hasn't happened. Well, you know, there is a rule in the, in the, in the law that says very clearly that uh, a gubernatorial appointees have to be confirmed within 365 days of their first day on the job. And um, last March, um, there was objections raised to the uh, appointment of a medical board uh, appointee, Dr. Richard Thorpe, who's the president of the Medical Association, by um, Consumer Watchdog and one of its board members, Tammy Smick. Uh, Tammy has lost her son, uh, had a real problem with the board getting action. She's, uh, she's encountered Dr. Thorpe because Dr. Thorpe was the leader of the Medical Association in the years when we were trying to pass a ballot measure called Prop 46 that would have uh, increased um, uh, oversight for opioid addiction uh, and would have uh, increased the cap on medical malpractices damage. And Thorpe led the opposition brutally to that initiative. And, and she knew he was a nasty guy. He's a nasty man. And she knew his opinions, both in not wanting to um, get greater discipline for doctors and not wanting to have doctors um, over, over, uh, over, uh, oversee uh, uh, other doctors. and. And, and increasingly, um, when she, she championed these diversion programs, which would let drug abusing doctors off the hook, uh, rather than have to face penalties. And so she wrote a letter opposed, and um, and the uh, the either the governor's office or the Senate took the matter off calendar. And then we heard nothing for a long, long time about it. Uh, the time for the one year was up, and we realized something had happened. Uh, and what had happened is the governor used his emergency powers to extend the time by which Dr. Thorpe and two other appointees to the medical board uh, had to um, to get appointed. Now, there are 185 appointees processed during the pandemic year. The only three who were up at the time uh, for confirmation who did not get um, who, who got another year on the job, so to speak, with this executive order saying they didn't have to be confirmed for another year were the medical board appointees. And two of them were presidents of the medical association. Uh, another one uh, was a for another doctor who was already on the medical board, who's used his power to protect uh, bad doctors. And we raised a, an objection to him as well. So it's pretty clear the governor used his emergency powers to basically uh, give these doctors who were confident uh, you know, basically controversial appointees a pass uh, on getting uh, their appointments. And at the same time, the French laundry scandal broke, revealing the close relationship between the governor and the lobbyists for the medical association, Janice Norman, and the president of the association, Dustin Corcoran, and of course, the birthday boy at that uh, celebration, Jason Kinney, who was the consultant for the CMA through all those years. 
And then after that, uh, we had Jim DeBoo, who ran the campaign against Prop 46, along with Jason Kinney, um, appointed as his executive secretary. Uh, so the governor's got a lot of people with the Medical Association very close to him. Kinney and his protege, DeBoo, made almost a million dollars when Dr. Thorpe was the paymaster at the CMA uh, off those campaigns and other payments. And DeBoo and Kinney have made uh, about a little less than $3 million from the Medical Association. So there's a lot of juice running in these rooms. And it raised a real spectacle uh, that the governor had used his emergency power or someone in the governor's office had been uh, prodded to use the emergency power to prevent these controversial appointees from facing scrutiny. And meanwhile, they've been sitting on the board almost two years uh, and doing what they're doing to protect doctors uh, there. We, we follow Thorpe, and Thorpe is um, not, uh, has Wally's been on the board, opposed requiring doctors to personally review a patient's prescription history, opposed increasing physician licensing things, adequately fund the board, he's championed confidential diversion programs. He's done an awful lot um, to, to protect uh, doctors when he's been on the board. And this other doctor, Dr. Ganadev, uh, has done the same. And, and, and so we really think um, you know, this is something the governor has got to rethink and should withdraw Dr. Thorpe uh, from, from his appointment. So there's, you know, so many, so many things that are wrong with this picture, um, and and we can unpack a few of them. But uh, maybe the one uh, that you didn't mention explicitly is the um, that this appointment is particularly galling, uh, given the political trade-off that happened back in 1975 when California's cap on compensation for victims of medical negligence was first passed in the legislature, um, and that was. Uh, a political deal with the insurance companies and the doctors. Uh, but in, in order to uh, try and protect patients, the trade-off that they promised lawmakers at the time was that, okay, we're going to take away patients' legal rights to hold doctors accountable when they're harmed or killed by medical negligence. But in return, we promise to beef up state enforcement of dangerous doctors. And so we're going to give the Medical Board of California all of these new powers to rein in dangerous doctors and protect patient safety. But of course, that's not what happened. The Medical Board has a decades-long history now of uh, protecting doctors at all costs and not protecting patient safety. And so it's particularly galling that this uh, former president of the California Medical Association, who led the fight uh, back in 2014 against updating that medical negligence cap, is now being appointed by the governor to the board that was supposed to but continually fails uh, to protect to be the alternative patient safety protection in California. Yeah, the, the medical board was supposed to be the counterbalance, the deterrent, and it has, for as long as it's been in effect, uh, has failed at that mission. There have been, over the years, uh, California Highway Patrol reports citing its failures. There have been 60 Minutes reports citing its failures. It goes on and on and on, and the reason it, it, it goes on is because the medical association has such a strong sway with the board. The medical association um, has control over the board. It has a majority of doctors. And uh, the panels that ultimately decide physician discipline are staffed by doctors. They have some patient advocates on them, but the majority goes to the doctors. And the doctors forgive, and the doctors forget, and the doctors are politically connected. And because there's no legal deterrence because of the medical malpractice cap in the state, which is the lowest in America, 
um, the, the, these doctors aren't being sh being drummed out of the business by the medical malpractice insurers. There aren't verdicts against them like there should be. And the medical board isn't doing the job it should. Um, so it, it is it is galling because this was what was supposed to replace the boss deterrence in the medical uh, when the medical liability system went away um, in 1976 with this malpractice cap that's on the ballot now uh, coming up in 2022. People should know that we have this uh, a ballot measure that's qualified for the ballot in 2022 called the Fairness Act to lift the cap. And a big part of the reason we're doing it is because the medical board hasn't fulfilled its role of disciplining doctors and keeping us safe. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's crazy that we have the most progressive state and the, the most regressive cap in America. 33 states don't have caps uh, or have a cap like the one we're proposing in the Fairness Act where it's, it's adjustable if there's catastrophic injury. But even beyond that, um, if the doctors wanted to keep the cap in place, they should do a better job of policing their own uh, and they should do a better job of, of, of not pressuring the governor to put people on the board who are, who, who are opposed to patient safety and who just carry their water on that board. Right. And, you know, we have worked with an endless string of patients who have come to us with horror stories about how they uh, sought justice uh, in the court system, but could not find an attorney because of this cap, because the cap makes it uh, financially impossible uh, to take a case that has uh, little to no return. And then they went to the medical board seeking justice there only to be denied as well. And, you know, that was one of the big reasons that Dr. Thorpe was so galling uh, to Tammy Smick, who wrote uh, uh, opposing his nomination on our behalf, because she uh, encountered Dr. Thorpe in the in the midst of the campaign uh, for Prop 46, uh, you know, she was obviously a strong advocate for increasing the cap. She encountered Dr. Thorpe, who was uh, the vocal opposition, and said, "Well, if I can't go to court, what do you expect me to do to get justice for my son who was killed negligently?" And he said, "That's what the medical board is for." But the medical board of California denied Tammy. The uh, board's own enforcement or the AG's own enforcement staff said the doctor who killed her son should be prosecuted for gross negligence. He, uh, they recommended a revocation of his license, but the medical boards negotiated away that tough, uh, that tough penalty and gave him basically a slap on the wrist. It was outrageous. Um, she was denied justice on both fronts, and it's for you know a particular uh, condemnation of Dr. Thorpe, who said, oh, just go over there, uh, where she was also denied. Yeah, and, 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 and her story is very common, unfortunately. Um, Tammy's on the board of Consumer Watchdog. She's very high profile. And if they can do this to her, they can do this to anyone. And they do it to people all the time. Uh, they, they change the charges. They, um, they did, in Tammy's case, they did it really at the last minute. Uh, and they didn't give her updates on what they were doing when they did it. It just happened. Uh, and uh, her son um, paid with his life. Uh, and this guy uh, got away scot-free, more or less. Uh, he's still out there uh, running centers. Uh, it's, 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 it's frightening. And it's, um, and it's something that, that uh, will only change when the governor makes uh, better appointments to the board, when he puts patient advocates, maybe like Tammy Smick, on the board. And when he uh, when he and when he doesn't put people like Dr. Thorpe on the board who uh, basically carry water for the association. And uh, I'm afraid those days that day is not going to come uh, uh, unless we, we continue to raise this issue. 
Well, um, in response uh, to the Chronicle story and the questions from uh, from the news media, the Senate Rules Committee announced that they have finally scheduled a confirmation hearing for Dr. Thorpe and the other appointees to the board. So that will be on, I think it's February 3rd, Jamie, am I correct? So coming yep. up in a few weeks. Um, Tammy, so we'll, will finally, uh, Tammy will finally get her chance to testify, which she hasn't for two years. We'll be able to have or make a record. Of, of the problems with these doctors, even if the Senate's not going to necessarily be prone to to stop them, at least at least there'll be a record and there'll be a discussion and a debate, and uh, and that's a, a year delayed, unfortunately, but but it's it's going to come to a head on February third. Uh, well, thanks uh, thanks for helping me pull back the curtain on uh, on this on this really important issue, Jamie. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be back later on in uh, the year to talk further about the medical board and reforms that are needed there, uh, the need for a patient bill of rights as uh, the medical board's uh, the medical board's own license comes up for review in the legislature. So we'll be back with more on this issue and update you on whether or not Thorpe's confirmation gets through the Senate. Uh, You can go to our website, as always, consumerwatchdog.org, for more information. And if you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast. I'm Carmen Balber. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the Rage for Justice Report.